video games were made to be played. Don't play yours? We know some people who will. We are Get Well Gamers, a charity who take your unwanted video games and consoles to give to children's hospitals and wards across the UK. Donating is super easy. Just head over to our website, getwellgamers.org.uk, to fill out our online donation form. You've played the hero, now be the hero. Welcome to yet another episode of the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. Craig and Jess here with you this week. Hi, Craig. Hello. Okay, so Gamescom is upon us, taking place in Cologne, Germany, and there have been a number of streamed announcements at the conference, so we will be talking through that in this week's news. We're also going to share the games we've been playing in the last week, as always, including a Pure Dead Platinum, Craig. Ring. We're also going to review this week's bin nominations and share a pick of the week with you as well. And finally, our gaming-related film this week is the newly released Top Gun Maverick. If you're new to the show, then we hope you enjoy. And if you do, please think about subscribing, not only so you don't miss an episode, but also to support us and help prop us up in the charts. And with that said, Craig, it's happening feels like a busy gaming week mm. because of Gamescom. Obviously, I was watching that last night and that's and it was I thought it was alright. Like the sort of the sentiment on our Discord, we were all sort of chatting about it live as it was going on, and it seemed really quite negative. Like they didn't seem a lot of them seemed to thought it really sort of under delivered, didn't have anything for them necessarily. And so in that sort of vacuum, I was like, I was kind of neutral on it, maybe leaning towards positive, and I thought, maybe I'm just giving us the benefit of the doubt here. Like, maybe people didn't really enjoy it. So, like, I stuck up a poll on Twitter, and the overall was good. So I, the options I gave were great, good, poor, terrible. Great got 44%. Mm-hmm. And, sorry, sorry, good got 44%, great got 10%. So you're talking about 54% positive. Like, good by far was the, the leader. Like, poor was 32%. So there wasn't, there was full that disliked it. But I don't know, I thought it was all right. I think it kind of comes back to the whole, a lot of the stuff was, was known leaked, ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. Which takes the fun out of some mm-hmm. of it. But yeah, yeah, not bad. How are we this week? Yeah, I'm okay. Um, I've been in a little bit of pain over the last week with some lower back issues, but I'm on the mend. Yeah, I definitely, we've spoken to this before, but I think I have definitely passed that on to you. I mean, it's not something that's contagious, so I don't know how that's possible, but... I mean, we say that, but it's awfully convenient. Mm. Awfully convenient. But yeah, you're starting to get a bit better now, yeah. I would say. You're you're on the mend. I can move again. I don't you're, you're sitting upright and that's a start. Yeah, it doesn't take me 25 minutes to put my socks on. So Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it was a bit grim for a few days there. <laughs> Definitely a bit grim. We've also we've been watching more Only Murders in the Building. We have. We've, we've now finished, finished season one. Season one, yes. Yeah, we're, I think we're sort of like, I don't know. It was really good. 
like especially I thought don't get into spoilers or whatever but like the season finale I thought was excellent like it just it <laughs> there, was, there was a couple of bits with Steve Martin and I just thought they were just tremendous like he did so well and I don't know I, I feel like the, the two of us are like really eager to jump into season two but at the same point you know once you finish that that you've got no new ones to watch mm. and so we're trying to like move on to something different and then come back to that later just so we don't I don't know run through it all in short order but it's going to be difficult because it was really good mm. I really really enjoyed it. I'd recommend it to anyone I think it should be appreciated and watched yes it's on Disney Plus is. is that that guy again <laughs> we're even recording a Wednesday this week and that prick has just went by on his fucking motorbike <laughs> he must have a direct feed to this house mm, maybe. I'll fucking hunt him down and burn his whole family mm. so yeah kids are back to school this week in our area so woohoo to that I'm so excited. My day off this week's Friday and I cannot wait. Mm. I'm going to play games all day. Yeah, you did endure a soft play at the weekend before they returned to school, um, not quite realising how chaotic that that might be in the last few days before they went back. Yeah, and I don't know. Well, my plan was to go really early in the morning and I think if we had managed that, it would have been okay, but instead, you know, it's like trying to get two kids ready and out the door. And so by the time we finally got there, it was like half ten, and that was obviously enough for every bastard in the whole region that has a kid or knew a kid or had ever seen a kid to turn up. And so by the time I got there, I think I got the second last table and I got sandwiched in between, inadvertently, I think, in between a couple and then a group of women that all knew each other. And so it's just me at this table trying to play the switch. <laughs> the pink switch. The pink yeah, switch, yeah. aye. You Coral. Took, you took that one. Coral. Coral. <laughs> uh, it's just me getting weird looks and the, the two tables are like shouting over the top of me like to talk to each other. And I even offered, I was like, do you want to switch tables with me? No, no, it's fine, it's fine. Not switch like the switch, switch tables. Mm, aye. <laughs> And they're like, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. And I'm thinking, aye, but it's not fucking fine for me, is it? And then, aye, they were just, they were oh, snooty bitches as well, honestly. I may be giving them a bad rap here, but they were just kind of, they were like looking down on me because I was playing games. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you're thinking here, but I've got absolutely, if you think you're going to embarrass me, well, then you yeah. need to fucking stay I mean, up pretty it, late at night. Yeah, to the average sort of parent, though, I would say the Switch is considered like a child's console yeah. you know what i mean it does have that appeal so when a Are you thinking you if know, i rocked up with steam deck that they'd have been pretty impressed um, um no i think you still would have got the judgy looks to be honest it was total judgy looks mm. like looking and gonna go as if what's this yeah why are you not parenting your child and watching your child that's off playing set <laughs> they weren't fucking parenting their child they were too busy one of the, one of the guys was fucking the guy that was there with his missus every time his missus went away he was flirting with one of the other girls and I was like, I know what you're up to, pal. Mm-hmm. Any more of your pish and I'll dob you in. But yeah, I'm so glad I'm back at school. I really am. I'm looking forward. I really enjoy my gaming days during the week. 
mm-hmm. and I haven't had that for like eight weeks. My boss was like, wanting me to work Friday, and I was like, not for all the rupees in India. <laughs> I want a day off. Yeah, di- fuck off. Disappointingly, after my uh, Clark school shoe purchase, the Pokemon branded ones, yeah, still not got the cards. They said they were going to send them out in five to seven days. Still not got them. But they have said that they were going to. On Twitter, yes. Right. Did they say anything about sending extra cards? No, but I was hopeful that they might do that as a gesture of goodwill since they never sent them in the first place, but who knows. I mean, that would make sense. That's what you would do if you were trying to garner Simpy. Yeah. But you think they're just going to send out the normal set of cards and that's it? Nah, who knows? Who knows? At this rate, it sounds like we'll be lucky to get any. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have to go and fucking buy Pokemon cards to appease him. Mm-hmm. But we could maybe just go to McDonald's because that's still happening too. That's true. <laughs> At least we can get a fucking meal out of it. <laughs> and those halloumi fries, to be fair, are pretty banging. Mm-hmm. Quite like them. Mm-hmm. Partial to a halloumi fry. Um, do you remember at the weekend when Nathan was trying to fucking put me in the bin? Mm-hmm. And I had to explain to him, I'm already in the bin. Yes, I do recall this moment. So our local authority has kind of recently introduced a booking system for waste, where if you want to take something to the skip, you've got to book in for it. So I was booked in for Sunday after a bit of a kind of clear out of the kids' rooms and had some stuff to donate and then just some general rubbish as well. And I'd said to Nathan, I said, can you please pick up any rubbish from your room if there's anything that needs to go into the, the skip I'm going this afternoon um, and his comment back was can I put dad in the bin or can I put dad in the rubbish or something like that <laughs> and I was like Hee-hee. he's fucking trying to get my spot in the podcast that's mm-hmm. what he's doing I know what he's up to but it was just the absolute like cheek I I, well, yeah. <laughs> the absolute fucking cheek that's what it was he's quite the comic these days I wonder where he gets it from yeah He's going to bin before long, by the way. <laughs> He's waiting. completed Cuphead again tonight, by the way. I know. He nearly got a late nomination because of it. <laughs> he came straight down, proud as punch. Hey, Dad, I just completed Cuphead again. No big deal. <laughs> and then wandered back upstairs like a peacock. <laughs> we tit. Yeah. So if you are a member of our Discord, you will probably know that we released some merchandise that a few people have been asking for. Um, so if you visit puredeadgaming.com forward slash shop, you can see some of the designs we've got available so far. We are looking for, for ideas if you want to submit anything or if you've got anything that, that you think would be look, look good on a t-shirt, we'll be happy to try and make that happen, provided it's within... Oh no, the more offensive the better. <laughs> if they'll print it, I'll wear it. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, so but yeah, yeah we've, we've had some good suggestions as well. Some that will be coming at a later date. Yeah, we will do like another drop probably of, of yeah. some new designs. But yeah, go check it out and yeah, help support if you can. And a massive thanks to everyone that has. Absolutely. Like I genuinely expected any, all, any and all messages to be get fucked <laughs> but instead people have genuinely been buying them and it's like i i'm i'm shocked i would i mean the term flying off the shelves could actually be used <laughs> they've been down a treat and we've, we've even got some pictures today of squinny sporting his he was yep. looking very dapper yep 
And yep, yep, very good. Much appreciated. So what have you been playing, Jess? So, after you told me last week that I was your first cult member on Cult of the Lamb, I thought, what is this all about? Uh, and you thought, I'm going to start my own cult. Yes, yes, and kind of hooked now. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's got those Animal Crossing vibes mm-hmm. in one element. Without fucking Tom Nuke being an absolute wido trying to skim you for every penny you've got. Well, from a monetary point of view, yeah. But my wee guy, H, so I, I alphabetise all my guys. Right. Um, you've called your followers based on real people. Um, I've been using all the Discord members <laughs> and then real life friends as well. Right. Um, I've got a guy, H, I've just called him H. Um, he's fucking ruining the shop. How? What's he doing? He's like, stands with his wee megaphone and tells everybody all sorts of nonsense and then all my following's going down. But the problem I've got... Because he's just been a wido. I basically. Awesome. He doesn't believe in me. Just have him killed. And I've tried to do that. I have, I've tried. But the problem I've got now is he's fucking frozen in the world. I've saved, I've quit out, he's fucking frozen. And he's at like high red follower loss. So he's bringing it down constantly. I don't know what to do. I'm glitched to fuck. So I might have to start again. That's annoying. It is annoying. See, that's... I had heard... Obviously, the review scores for this game were really high. I think it's sitting like an 86 on Metacritic or 85. It's certainly doing really well, really high scores. Uh, but I had heard from some people that the, it was quite glitchy. And so you'd pointed out to me, you were playing on Switch, I was playing on PlayStation, that uh, your objectives had doubled. So you had each mm-hmm. one of them twice. And then you noticed in the screen, because we're both playing at the same time, uh, that the same thing had happened to me. So that was obviously not like an isolated incident. And then I think you said a few times on the Switch, like it had froze. Yeah. Like I could hit the menus, but then nothing was happening on the screen. So I don't know if I've just encountered, I don't know, if I've had a bad run and I might need to start again, or it's just the Switch, you know? (laughs) Yeah, the coral Switch. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't really speak to I mean, I, I have played a couple hours, but I've been itching to get back to it. But I've had other stuff that I've had to review. And yeah. so, and that was the last time I played, uh, Donnie had come up, uh, cult member Donnie had come up and asked me to go and pick flowers for him because he had a bit of a thing for cult member Ryan. Right. Mm. And I was quite excited about bringing that bond together. <laughs> But that was when I turned it off and I haven't been back to it yet. So I'm hoping, I assume it is one of these games where it's frozen in time when you turn it off and not like Animal Crossing where you go back fucking six days later and fucking Donnie's murdered everybody in the whole village because he hasn't managed to get with Ryan and stuff like that. So, Well, when you go on your little crusades, like time continued. So like, as I say, yeah, there I... is like a... I don't know, sim management, survival-y element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also that kind of roguelite. Yeah, it's a bit Death's Door and a yeah. bit Hades. Yeah. Um, where you go out and you take souls and 
scavenge more wood and fucking stone and you fight bosses. Yeah, and, there's like yeah. little kind of minor bosses to kind of mid Yeah, these kind of wee runs, they, they take about 10 minutes each, I would say, 10-15 mm-hmm. minutes and then you come back to your cult with gear. What you've collected, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I feel like, I mean, so far these little like runs, like they don't seem I don't know, they are in a way repetitive but they're not like boringly repetitive because you are like after something new each time almost yeah and it's procedurally generated i think so each time like you go back into the same area but it's laid out differently like you've got yeah. different paths that you take each time and then and the enemies points... level up and stuff as well so yeah it's, and um... there's points when you go into like it's got a wee mini map and you can choose like oh if i go this route there'll be a new follower to get or if i go this route yeah. there'll be a dropping of fucking wood or whatever i know because at one point like i was really low on wood and you've got to get wood mm-hmm. <laughs> but <Ba-doing. laughs> um so i had to go and yeah find wood um and did you get wood yes i got i got some wood <laughs> good for my cult for your cult yeah right. and i was able to build a, a restroom a restroom? Are they not shitting all over the place now? No, I've well, oh. I've got a little outhouse that they can go in, and then I collect a poo. One guy came up and asked me, "I've always wanted to eat poo. Can you make me some food that contains poo?" I mean, that wasn't verbatim, but you know. See, this is the thing, right? Obviously, I went the route where I named all my cult members, like people that I know. So I'm, I can't wait for these interactions <laughs> because it's just going to be an absolute joy as to who it is that asks that and then I can screenshot it and noise them up about it. Yeah. Like, it's just a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, pretty much. I think I kind of regret, like, I don't know how other people have played the game in terms of naming their characters and, like, picking... Because you can either just randomise what they look like or you mm-hmm. can make them, you know, a certain animal and you collect different... I can't remember the word for it, but skins, essentially. You can collect yeah. different ways they look and stuff. Um, but, like, I kind of regret not naming my people something more familiar because uh-huh. you get, like, little quests. You know, like I say, someone will come and ask you, you know, maybe yeah. a food of poo. And once you've done that, you then need to go and, like, collect the reward from them or whatever. And it's I'm like, I'm look, I have to then go about to all the people because i don't know which one's which they're all just randomly whereas i I think you would begin to if it's someone you knew you'd be like oh i remember i made jess the pink sheep like whatever like and yeah i think in hindsight i wish i'd maybe done something a bit well you might be able to if you have to start well i think i'm gonna have to because i genuinely think my run's fucked because this guy's frozen on the screen at peak Follower, yeah, rage. Peak rage. He's got himself into a rage bubble <laughs> and he just can't get it. out. Doesn't believe in me. Anyway. Well, there you go. That's that's a wee incentive then for starting again. Yeah, if you maybe. if you can maybe can maybe do that because it is funny. It's really funny because you you sort of like. I mean, I feel like I'm I'm building a rapport with the peasants, right? <laughs> uh, and they all know what's up and <laughs> what will happen to them if they don't fall in line. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Really, really enjoying it. Uh, what have I been playing? I've been playing quite a lot of stuff. Uh, mostly Saints Row. Yeah, so this kind of first got announced last summer, didn't it? Um, yes. And it's kind of, yeah, 
We've not seen one since 2013. Show 4. Uh, yeah, there was Central 4, and then there was there's like uh, a standalone DLC yeah. for that. I can't remember if that was after or if that was after 2013 or if that was the last one in 2013. It was a wee while ago, though. Yeah. And we did get a re-release of Central 3 remastered. That was maybe 2018 or 2019. But it was a re-release, basically just a re-release of the third yeah, game. Yeah, and this was initially this release was going to be part of the whole February 2022 madness with, you know, Horizon, Dying Light 2, Sifu, Elden Ring, uh, and then it got delayed till, till August, so, mm-hmm. and I think they said it needs some polish. So, Craig, has it been polished? Is uh, it good? I really enjoy it. I would not say it has been polished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of rough edges in it. Like, I can't imagine what it would have been like in February. Um... I just, I don't know. So I was very interested. We got an early code for this. We've been playing it over, or I've been playing it over the weekend. Uh, the review embargo lifted on Monday at three o'clock. And it was one of these ones where I was very interested to see the Metacritic score and like the Open Critic score because to me, it's more Saints Row. Like it's very much in line with Saints Row 3. I never really played 4 and got out of hell because they just became too over the top. Not that 3 isn't, but compared to 4 and Get Out of Hell, it's not. And so, to me, it was very much in line with Saints Row 3, but with not as strong characters. And so, I look back, Saints Row 3 had a really high Metacritic in the mid-80s, and I was like, right, okay, so that maybe makes me think it's going to go a bit higher. I'm Mm -hmm. enjoying it, I'm having a lot of fun with it. But at the same point, I think people, new console, they're expecting more. Like they're expecting the series to like actually move forward in time. Whereas this literally feels like a new what a new world's been built in the same engine in the same fucking everything. Like it, I wouldn't even say the graphics are better. Like your character model and the world looks pretty good, but some of the other character models are shocking. Like really bad. It's clearly, we're playing on PlayStation, it's clearly a PlayStation 4 game that has been ported to PlayStation 5 Mm -hmm. rather than a game built for PlayStation 5 and then scaled down to work on PlayStation 4. Um, The world feels empty, like properly empty. Like Grand Theft Auto 5 came out in 2013 and like you can walk about that world and it feels lived in. This doesn't. Yeah, I mean, this game has always kind of sat in, the, or the series has always kind of sat in the shadows of GTA, hasn't it? Like ah, it's, it's a budget GTA. Yeah. But it's still fun, but it, ah, it's a budget GTA. And there's there's lots of stuff that hit you in the face with that. There's it's loads of little things. Like, I don't know, let's see when you're in the main menu. This sounds like such a small thing, but it comes up and it's continue, new game options, whatever. And so you hit continue and there's nothing happens. There's no feedback in the controller. There's no noise. Nothing happens. And then about two seconds later, it starts loading. And that sounds like nothing, right? But it's so jarring because in every game, when you press an option, you'll either hear a little bit of feedback or you'll get a little bit of feedback in your controller Mm. or something to signify that you have pressed that button. And it's just little things like that that you're just like, why is that not there? Um, yeah, there's, I've been lucky, I think, I've not had the bugs that other people have had, 
Uh, there's a lot of people that have had real serious people disappearing, cars disappearing, uh, game-breaking bugs, which I've not had at all. The only issue I've had is during a mission, I had to take out a bunch of gang members. I took out everyone that was there, and then I was just stuck with the person I had with me going, we need to take out everyone. And I'm like, we fucking have. And they're like... We need to take out everyone. I'm like, you said that already. <laughs> and then eventually I had to restart the checkpoint. And the second time I did it, obviously, it triggered and it was fine. So that's the only real bug I've had. Um, but yeah, I, I think I just, I think I've not finished it yet, so I can't, I won't start writing my review until later in the week. But it's not as bad as people are making out. There's a lot of, there's a lot of reviews out there that are really going for it. But I think if you like Saints Row, and as long as you're not expecting a massive leap forward, I think you'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's definitely fun. And there's like a, a whole cool thing where you're having to... I've not done too much of it yet, but you're having to build your empire. So when the game starts off, you are housemates with like a couple other people who are in different gangs, and things obviously transpire, and then you're going to be the Saints now. This is the sort of... Like, Saints Row is based off of a gang called the saints Mm -hmm. and so this is the origin of that and you creating the gang and so when you're doing that you can set up businesses all over the place to help bring in money and so you choose what type of business goes where and stuff like that so there's a little element of that that's quite cool Mm -hmm. um you've got your hq and you can go about and you can take it's they even take the piss out of how this is done in the game and the dialogue, but you take pictures of certain objects and then you can 3D scan them into being like ornaments in your house. Like I've got like a cannon over near the bar and stuff like that. So you can start to like kit out your HQ, which is cool. And there's loads of cool customization. Like you can have your character looking utterly ridiculous or cool as fuck. Yeah, there's a whole character creator, isn't there? Yeah, a really yeah. cool one as well. Mm-hmm. And there's also like hundreds of outfits, like your car, you can go to town on your car and have like really cool like vehicles and stuff like that. It's it's a lot of fun. It's just daft fun. Like you can't take any of it seriously. If you have never played a Saints Row game before, like do you think this is a decent kind of onboarding point or would you recommend going back to a previous game? I think this is a decent one to start with because it is basically the origin story of it. So mm. if you're going back to, I can't really remember Saints Row 1 and 2, but let's say Saints Row 3, for instance, like that game picks up with the gang already like formed. Like So this is no. basically back to the start. The only thing that you... I think it's an easier game to recommend to fans of the series because they'll know what they're getting in for. Like I feel like almost... Like, it is a game stuck in its time. Like, it does at times feel like a 360 PS3 game. Okay. <laughs> like, so, I don't know. I feel like if you'd never played a Saints Row game, you'd played stuff like Red Dead Redemption 2 and, I don't know, Sp- even Spider-Man and, like, stuff, open-world games like this, and then you put this on, you might be like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, why is this? It, it feels double-A, not triple-A. Mm-hmm. Um, but whereas if I'm talking to someone that has played previous Saints Row games and I say, as long as you like the previous games and you go in not expecting a leap, you'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think it's an easier sell for them. But yeah, in terms of like a jumping on point, I think it's fine. 
so yeah you can look forward to a review of that probably later this week I would need to make sure I finish the campaign first but it's not supposed to be too long um also played a little bit of Midnight Fight Express, which came out yesterday on Xbox Game Pass. It's on everything, but downloaded obviously because it was in Game Pass, and then got a code through for PlayStation. I've only so far managed to play roughly as much as I did in the demo. So we had a demo that came out on Steam a couple of months ago. It's really fun. It's just it's really good. It's made by one guy. It's like an isometric beat 'em up. But it's a lot of fun. You lots of weapons you get introduced to, and it's just it's just gory, battering fun. <laughs> and I would recommend, it, especially considering it's on Game Pass, that you can pick it up. And it's only fifteen quid or whatever on PlayStation as well. It came to Switch and PC. Um, but yeah, I'll need to play more of that because I have talked about it in the past, and I haven't got further than where I did in the demo before. Okay. So there's not really too much I can say about it. Um, and more Rollerdrome. Because it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it is fucking awesome. There's a wee bit of a controversy about this because there was a hour trial. I think yesterday, last week, I had been saying, oh, I think it's a two-hour trial. And it was for the first two weeks the sale was on. But it turns out it's a one-hour trial. Mm-mm. Well, it's a one-hour trial that they are peddling, but... A lot of people have been saying that it only actually lasts 35 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. The exa- I never got a chance to look into the exact details of it. I don't know if it's because the trial starts while you're downloading it or what, but a lot of people have only had 35 minutes uh, when they've played the trial, which is a bit shit if you've been promised an hour. But, I mean, what I would say is it's probably good enough that in 35 minutes... It would hook you enough to yeah, buy it. Yeah, you'll get a feel for it, certainly within that time frame, and yeah. know if it's something that you want to explore more or not, I would say. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I would say is, certainly from my time with it, I think in the first hour or so, I was like, this is good, I really like it, but I wasn't massively in love with it, and it was a bit later on that I was like, no, holy shit, this is really fucking good. So... Yeah, maybe don't expect to fall completely in love with it straight away, but it's a phenomenal game. It really is. Like I said last week, I gushed over it, but in terms of gameplay, you're not going to get much better this year. Like, it's just utter fun. I do hope they come out with something like maybe like a like a track creator or something like that, like some sort of... Because there is only 11 stages, so just maybe a bit where you could like make your own stage and you can maybe upload them or something like that. It would mm-hmm. give it a bit more variety yeah. but uh no it's, it's bloody brilliant absolutely brilliant um i saw there was like the usual folk on twitter, twitter there was one guy who should fucking know better actually he works for i think it's the metro the newspaper mm-hmm. or the whatever it is and he had put out an article saying that basically this year's been shit for games and there's nothing to look forward to and fuck everything and just wow. a miserable cunt. And you're like, I'm just looking at it and I'm thinking, right, even this month, Two Point Campus, Cult of the Lamb, Roller Drome, like these are all games that will, at the end of the year are going to be in my game of the year discussion. Like, and this fucking clown is talking about there's nothing to look forward to apart from trailers. Like, get a fucking grip of yourself. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's... Even if you were on the outside of the games industry, that would be a stupid fucking comment. But for somebody that's actually in it and is paid to keep up with what's coming out and what's going on, Mm. it's... I 
I mean, that's a fucking scandal of a fucking article. <laughs> but it gets you clicks, I suppose. So, what a ball bag. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, before we move on, I did group all this together in a little section I have called Fitball Corner. Right. It's a shame Andy's not here for this because he would be slightly more intrigued than you are. But, um, yeah, just a few different football notes. So, that decided to group all together. The first one uh, should actually be a news item, but it came in late, came in late in the day. Mm. Um, and that's that FIFA have announced that both Celtic and Rangers are going to be partner clubs. So, so we get their stadium and everything. Well, that's the hope. So they used to be with eFootball, or they were up until, I guess, today. Um, and they were also supposed to be in that UFL game that's coming out quite soon. It's no. another online-only game. But their logos have been removed from that and FIFA, Celtic and Rangers have all put out statements saying multi-year dealing, it's four years. And yeah, player, all the player likenesses are going to be scanned. And so I think Rangers had tweeted out saying that Ibrooks was going to be in the game, but then they removed that. And then Celtic tweeted out just saying that they, about the partnership. So, with no mention of the stadium, but obviously, if they're going to be a partner club, the stadiums are going to come. You would I think hope, it, yeah. yeah. I think it's just, it sounds like the deal's been made quite late. I don't think it's going to be ready for launch. So, I think it'll come in a title update down the line. And I think they just maybe want to, I don't know, manage expectations for people thinking that might be there at launch. But good to know it's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, FIFA do a good job with the scans as well. So, I mean, this alone will make me play FIFA more this year. <laughs> Which is quite cool. And it maybe is a sign of them starting to make moves ahead of being in the FIFA brand. Maybe they are going to go after more sort of, I don't know, smaller leagues, which would be cool for us, obviously. If you're a, if you're a fan of a club in a smaller league, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they do want to say, like, I mean, in the statement they released about Celtics saying one of the biggest clubs in the world, like, they've got a massive fan base all over yeah, the world. Like, yeah, it makes sense to, like, I mean, this isn't even me with my Celtic hat on, but they are a club that have got supporters clubs all over the world. Like, mm-hmm. it, it does make sense to make a deal with a club like that. Rangers too. Um, but yeah, so there's that. We were talking about Pez last week, and I was saying about how... R.I.P. Pez, that one. R.I.P. Pez. And I was saying about how Pez 2021 is still probably the best football game going, but it was an interesting conversation I had on Debut Punk's Discord. I didn't realise this, right? But... I'm not sure exactly what the reason for it is. Maybe it's just because they're trying to funnel people onto eFootball 2022 slash 23. But you can no longer buy the old versions of PES on Steam. Okay. I'm not sure if it's the same on PlayStation and Xbox, but on Steam you cannot buy them. Now, that's the place you would want to buy them because that's where you can mod the shit out. Like I've said before, like my version of PES 2021 has... 900 stadiums it has an extra 5,000 face scans it's got new grass it's got ad boards it's got fucking average full champions league intro full full intro for every league in the world like uh, but you, you spend way too much time doing oh my yeah, god that you can play <laughs> mid game you can change the overlays so that it's sky sports or it's bt sport or it's espn or it's it's fucking amazing but um yeah so because that is no longer on the store there is very few keys that you can buy like the codes to then unlock the game mm-hmm. and so it's going for roughly about 200 pound 
Like, if you want to buy PES 2021 on PC now, you're talking about having to spend a couple of hundred pounds to get it. Because everybody wants it, because it is the best football game going, and you can mod the shit out of it. So, I mean, obviously I do have it, which I'm fucking very glad I do now, but... uh, I see you're talking. I think the guy the guy I was talking to said you're talking at least two hundred pound to get this game now. Oh. So that's quite interesting. Uh and also I've been playing a couple of football games this week. So I put out a tweet, I think it was at the weekend or late last week or something like that. Uh just talking about um FIFA. There was a trend going about with FIFA, favourite FIFA, shit is FIFA, how many hours you spent in FIFA, that sort of thing. And I'd made mention about how it was cool back in FIFA International Soccer when you could run away from the referee and he would have to chase you. <laughs> so I think it was actually a bug. I don't think it was intentional, but the referee had to be close enough to you to brandish a card. And so if you just ran away, he would chase you all over the pitch. And at the amount of time, so that I just, honest half an hour, just giggling to myself as a wee kid, running away from him, thinking this is fucking hilarious. And so I'd posted that and there was a developer that got back to me and said, oh, you mean like this? Because they had it in their game that they're creating. Mm. And so the game is called Super Liquid Soccer. Um, And so I got in on a beta for it, played a little bit of it, and it's very indie. Like, it's it's clearly very indie, but it's quite fun. It's all right. I would keep an eye on it. I think if you go onto Steam and you search the game, you can apply to be on the playtest. And when I did, I got accepted straight away, so you probably would as well, and you can check it out. It's... I mean, don't worry, it's not great, but I thought it was quite fun. The goalkeepers are fucking amazing. The only way you're scoring is if the keeper saves it and then you get a rebound. Like, they will save fucking everything. But it is fun. One thing I would say, though, I was promised referees I could run away from, and in the version I'm playing just now, there's no referees in the pitch. So, <laughs> fuck you with your false advertising, mate. Uh, I also went back and played a bit more serious fun football, which is seriously fun. Oh, we uh, spoke about this uh, before. This a couple of weeks ago. Says, it's, yeah. it's really good, honestly. It's it remind. I was playing it a bit tonight, and it reminds me a little bit of Rocket League. Like it's three on three, and you can only control one player. You can call for passes. Like I don't know. There's something really, really fun about it. The one issue I have is I need a camera that's closer to a sideline cam because this one's way too. It's, it's way too top down. It's not completely, but it's almost top down. And the development team have done a really good job with the graphics in this. Like They're kind of cartoony style models, but they look really good. And I want to see more of it, but you can, like I say, you can borderline only see their heads. Like it's it's frustrating. But uh, I, so that's still, that's still in early access just now. So hopefully they can, they can sort that out and get a better camera. But it's definitely worth looking at. And the last game I played was... Oh, there's more. Aye, third football game. <laughs> football daft me. <laughs> uh, I was talking on Discord last night. We're getting confused about the amount of games that were called Super Arcade Football and Soccer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm sure I was sent one about a month ago. And it turns out I was. And it's a sensible soccer clone, almost. So there's a game in the back in the 90s got released, or maybe even the 80s. I think it was early 90s. Uh, called Sensible Soccer and even to this day it's like a 2D football game but it's still revealed as some of the most fun football you can get mm-hmm. and so this game had had some good reviews a lot of reviews saying it's the best football game on the Switch which granted would be difficult but um, I thought I'd check it out so I stuck it on tonight it's a lot of fun it is basically Sensible Soccer 
and I thought it was really cool. It's got a really cool intro. So starts off and you're a wee guy and you're walking by your favourite football club and it says closing down, liquidation or whatever. You're like, what? So you go in and there's an old guy that's the owner and the manager and you have a wee back and forth with him. What are you doing, pal? Are you closing down? And he's like, aye, mate, closing down. Uh, and he just says about how football's all money now. Like, unless, you're, unless you've got the money... Like, it's, there's no passion in it anymore. It's all about money. And so you're trying to convince him that that's not the case. And so you end up buying the club off him for a pound. <laughs> right? It's like another Rangers here. Uh, <laughs> you, buy, you buy the club for a pound and it's a broken pound as well. And he says, here you go. You try and see what you can do then. And so then you start your career and okay. you've got to take them through through the leagues. And I thought, you know what? It's fair play. They didn't have to put that in. That's quite cool. So, I started the game. I've only played two games so far. Like I say, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I would say the, the first thing I did was run straight down the pitch, score, think, this game's quite easy, only to realise that I'd put the ball in my own net. So, uh. aye, that was, that was, that happened. And also, for some reason, and I don't know if this is intentional, but every time I've made a slight tackle, so it's all done with one button. You're passing, you're shooting, depending on how long you hold it down, and the same way you're tackling, and it's a slide tackle. And every time I think I've timed a tackle well from the side or the front, the ref gives a free kick. But see if you go right through the back of somebody, fucking fair game, on you go, doesn't he give a foul? And I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, it seems totally backward. Like, when you're playing this game, if you're like, this would be a red card, you'll get away with no bother. But if you think it's a good tackle, you're fucked. So that's a bit odd, but yeah. worth a look. And it's only like six quid or something like that. So pick yeah. up the best football game on Switch wherever you can. Yeah, since you've mentioned a fair few football games there, what I'll do for this week is in the podcast episode web page that we post, I'll put make sure all the links are there because don't want confusion around these games, Craig. Aye, it's a lot of supers and arcades and yes. yeah. Yeah. And even some football. Yeah. So puredeadgaming.com. And while you're there, you can also check out Craig. You can check out Callum's review of Sleeping Dogs. So this is a game that was released ten years ago. Uh and he'd never played it before until recently. well, no, sorry, he played a little bit of it a few years ago. And then hadn't really grabbed them, but decided to go back to it. I think partly because I just kept fucking gushing over it on Discord. <laughs> and so he ended up falling in love with it, playing through. And he sort of hit me up and said, look, I'd be quite interested in some retro reviews. And that's an idea I'd, I'd had in the past, but I don't have the time. So I really like the idea of going back and reviewing games like from X amount of years ago. And so, yep, reviewing it up last night and it's fucking brilliant. It's really, really good. Um, it tells a great story. And yeah, check that out. And later in the week, we should have reviews of Saints Row and Two Point Campus. Campus. Okay, thank you. We shall now move on to this week's news. Grand. News, news, always believe in the news. We are bringing you the news with your digging team. Always Okay, so as I mentioned, it is, of course, Gamescom week. So we had opening night live happen with, you know, good old, good old Keely. He was there. 
with a live audience. Aye, so Loving was. himself. Um, nah, and a shit pair of shoes. Not as shit as the guy from, was it Dead Island? And he had the yellow trousers and some blingy blue shirt. There was a few. I wasn't a fan of that. There was a few odd choices, I there would was, say. yeah. Okay, so let's just run through, kind of a bit of a recap of some of the announcements. So we have Gotham Knights got a release date. It's been moved up a week and will now launch on the 21st of October. We also saw Return to Monkey Island launch, it's going to launch on Switch and PC on the 19th of September. The show kind of closed with a Dead Island 2 trailer and a bit of a gameplay demo as well. And that will launch on February 2nd, 2023 in that window, as we've mentioned, of chaos. Um, The PS5 Pro controller was finally revealed, dubbed the DualSense Edge. Um, we also saw new tales from the Borderlands trailer and a release date of October 21st. Amazingly, Sega actually confirmed they plan to release Sonic Frontiers on November 8th. So, this year, not long. And Hideo Kojima is starting a podcast via Spotify. Yeah, what the fuck was that? I mean, granted, he's fucking pals with Jeff Keighley, but fuck off. <laughs> like, I don't know. Kojima comes up on stage, on not on stage, but he, he comes on the screen and everyone's like, oh, we're going to get to see his new game. No, he's starting a podcast. Yeah, I clock no, Spotify in the corner and I was like, why is Spotify logo there? This is weird. Um, it's yeah, almost like he's trying yeah. to turn heel. Like, <laughs> why do that? Like, you know, folk would, will enjoy that podcast. We don't need another gaming podcast in the atmosphere, Craig. No, I mean, we've got, we've got the market cornered. <laughs> but um, good luck trying to compete with us, Hideo. But uh, I don't know. I just there's a time and a place, and on a show where they've said it's going to be full of new game reveals, maybe don't fucking stick your head above the parapet. You know what I mean? Mm. Like fucking announce that on Twitter, you dick. Yeah. Wasn't he happy with that? No. Um, also, did you know that Red Bull gives you wings? I did. Aye. I feel like it's been. I mean, maybe it's because we don't watch a lot of live tv anymore but like i feel it's been a very long time since i've seen a red bull advert like that i remember i remember them from like mm, the i don't 90s. know yeah um yeah but yeah. yeah they probably are still kind of about we don't watch live tv so haven't seen one in a while yeah but either were it was egregious it was like three times yeah they obviously get some money for that. Well, if you pay the top dollar, that's what you get. That's true. The show did start off with some Scottish devs. It did, yeah. That's a way to start a show. Mm. Get some Scottish folk on there. Quite happy with that. Although, what the fuck is their game? So it's called yeah. It's called Everywhere. I mean, the stuff, the sort of concept stuff they showed off looked quite cool. But you're like, right, so maybe some sort of open world. Is it like a battle royale? What, what is it? And they didn't say, and then they brought one of the fucking guys out on stage, and Keely even said, "What is your game?" <laughs> and the guy fucking danced and pirouetted around the question, and then fucked off. And you're like, like, get back here, yeah, and tell us what your fucking game is. I mean, even on Wikipedia, it says it's an upcoming open world video game. That's the only description: open world. <laughs> I mean, fuck's sake. Yeah. I I, I mean. It would have been, I feel like he could have got away with it more if it was just that sort of video they showed where they spoke to the devs and they showed a little bit of it. But to then have the gall to come out on stage and still say fuck all 
we've been working on it for five years. So it's not as if he doesn't know what it's about. Like he, he fucking he knows. He was just holding out on us. Yeah. The fucking cheek of him. Um, I thought Gotham Knights looked good. Like I, I like the look of that. Um, I just I think the co-op's gonna kill it. I just want to play myself. Like, even if you did play multiple characters at different times, so like different scenes were different. One of the four characters is but that definitely not an option, is it? No, it's to be? it's going to be either you play with other people or you have. I'm pretty sure anyway, or you have like at least one AI controlled character mm-hmm. doing this stuff. And I just feel like I, if the AI is really good, maybe it won't be that annoying. But I think it will be. Yeah, I think they, they'll just get in the way. I was going to say they have a habit of of getting in the way, and it's yeah. Yeah. One of the things I was most shocked about, to be fair, was Dead Island 2. I thought it looked pretty good. I, I did think we were going to see it because it had been sort of leaked ahead of time. Even the date had been leaked ahead of time, which turned out was totally right. But it looked way better than I thought it was going to. Like, you don't get many zombie games that are that vibrant. Like, it looked very colourful and it's obviously not taking itself too seriously and I don't know I think it looked alright I'm quietly thinking this might be decent whereas before I wouldn't have gave it a chance Okay, mm. it's a shit time to release it though I don't know what they're doing the 2nd of fucking February that's like the week before Harry Potter it's a couple of days after Dead Space It's that's not a good time to bring that out I don't know what they're thinking it's not going to work out well for them. And they've just watched it happen with Dying Light. Like, literally, the people that used to make your game made another game and made that mistake fucking seven months ago. <laughs> and you don't want to fucking address that. Like, it just seems really bizarre. Um, And then speaking of bizarre, fucking Sonic Frontiers. What Ooh. the fuck are they thinking? Yeah let's release our game the day before God of War. Why would you do that? I mean, why would you even release it on a Tuesday? Everyone knows that Wednesday's Odin's Day, so obviously you would release it on Odin's Day, because why would any game not be released on Odin's Day? So it should be released on the 9th. That game's going to get fucking... I mean, don't be wrong, in the lead-up to Christmas... It's gonna sell units because well, there's a lot of kids true, that like actually. there's a lot of kids that like Sonic and the parents will be like, Oh, there's that fucking stupid blue hedgehog, let's buy that. But still you yeah, should that that probably is the market and I think it's it's people who are gonna buy God of War are not the people who are gonna buy Sonic and the people who are gonna buy Sonic are not the people who are gonna buy God of War. Do you know what I mean? Like it's Yeah they're, they're not I don't think they're competitive competition really but there, then... there is something to be said for that but i think that i think it will still cost them sales like i I wouldn't be releasing the same week as god of war like even just in terms of being part of the conversation like you gaming podcasts like fucking advertising like sony's gonna go to town with god of war advertising yeah. like it's just you're not gonna see fucking sonic anywhere this is true. Foolishly, I have both God of War and Sonic Frontiers in my Fantasy Critic League. So, right, not sure how that's going to pan out. I don't think Sonic Frontiers is going to review very highly. No, so, <laughs> at least I've got God of War. Maybe that's what I should say. 
God of War will release highly. That'll that'll perhaps bail you out, but uh, but yeah, I wouldn't be too. I wouldn't be too high on Sonic Frontiers. Like, see the trailer they showed last night? I thought the trailer was all right. It trailers quite well. Yeah. But the problem was that a couple of months ago, they actually showed you an extended gameplay demo, and that looked utter shite. So, they seem confident in it. I don't know why, but maybe, maybe. Um, Return to Monkey Island looked really good. I love those point-and-click style games. But I'm probably going to hold out until it comes to PlayStation or Xbox. So Nintendo's made a deal where they get like six months exclusivity. Yeah, okay. But as much as I enjoy these games, I want trophies or achievements. So I'm probably going to wait. That's but fair enough. You're allowed to feel these things. Crazy, well, there's that much <laughs> else to play as well. See, if it was literally like, oh, I've got nothing to play, fair enough. But I've got so much to play as well that I'm happy to wait. But it does look really good. And I even thought Tales from New Tales from the Borderlands looked good. Like that was one on the Discord that everyone was seemed really disappointed by. Thought the characters were quite bland, which I'm not saying the characters completely jumped out at me by any means, but I don't know. It was a short trailer. Like it's a lot of people that wrote the last game, and so I still think I think it'll be good. I'm expecting it to. Be, I'm expecting it to do quite well. And we don't have long to find out. So October comes out the same day as Gotham Knights now. Yeah, I had to vacate the room and I missed Quote Simulator Three, and I was quite upset about that. It looked quite fun. Yeah, it just looked like a, a bigger, better version. Like it didn't look like it was pulling up any trees or anything like that. But I vibrant world looked like you could just cause utter carnage. Yeah, I thought it looked quite good. Utter carnage, even. The goats have adders? I don't know. Felt like it would fit. (laughs) Can anyone hear that? The fucking dick on that boy must be tiny. He's fucking exhaust. I'm going to shove a banana up it. (laughs) Arsehole. So yeah, I think there was kind of as you mentioned, a kind of mixed response. A lot of of this these announcements were kind of known to us prior to the show but I, I still think it you know overall we saw quite a lot it's kind of cemented what's happening <laughs> in a lot of cases so yeah i mean don't wrong. it wasn't a blow away conference or anything like that like it really wasn't and almost everything had been shown ahead of time like or announced ahead of time there wasn't many surprises but i don't know i i thought it was all right I thought high, they showed High on Life again. And the more I see that game, the more I quite like the look of it. Like that's the one with the guns, with the faces. Yeah. And um, the amount of fucking abuse that those guns were shouting. Shouting and swearing and stuff like that. Oh, there was like. proper sweetie words aye, in it. It, like, was, yeah. it was, aye. Because I think, I don't know, it does have that kind of cartoon appeal that you might think it's suitable for kids, but it's not. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> no. That fucking gun was hurling abuse yeah. at folk. Yeah. But um, yeah, at first I don't know. At first I thought it was going to be like a I'll pick it up for half an hour and then just fucking delete it or whatever. But no, I think it's it's grown on me the more I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's coming to Game Pass again. I think it's beginning of December. So yeah, it's one to look out for. Cool. Okay, we'll move on. So Team Asobi, Asobi, Asobi. 
team, Asobi's studio director spoke with gamesindustry.biz and gave some interesting tidbits away. The team's next project is planned to be their biggest yet. He also talks about how they have the ability to scale up and work on multiple projects, which is really exciting for a team that loves using new tech and has a recent track record of releasing banners. Yeah, it's quite exciting. Uh, the last two, obviously, Team Asobi games have been fucking tremendous. Mm-hmm. There was Astrobot Rescue Mission, which is probably still either the best or one of the best games on PSVR. Yeah. And then, obviously, Astro's Playroom was packed in with the PS5. And I think, because not a lot of people had PSVR, that was where a lot of people sort of fell in love with the character and the game. Like, it was mm-hmm. just dripping with PlayStation nostalgia. And so... I think this game's the, the game that's in development. I would be stunned if it's not another Astrobot game for PSVR two. Like I think that's definitely what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, and it's what it should be because I feel like you've you've produced a great VR game that even people didn't play are aware that it's meant to be fucking excellent, and then you got the game on PS five that came pre-installed on every single system that was sold so everyone's played that and been like actually this is really good and so then you can potentially sell psvr units off the back of that now it's clever marketing (laughs) really clever and the thing is like what i would say is as good as astro's playroom was on ps5 it's not a fucking patch on the vr game like Mm -hmm. everyone talks to me about how oh astro's playroom was unbelievable it's still one of the best ps5 games just now Astro's Astrobot Rescue Mission is better mm-hmm. and it's phenomenal in VR. And so if you like that game, be very excited. And also inevitably pick up the first game when it comes to PSVR 2. Because mm. it's just fucking brilliant. Yeah, so speaking of PSVR 2, Sony has confirmed via a tweet that it will launch in early 2023, just as we sort of suspected. No specific date was mentioned, but we can likely assume it will fall in the March-April window that we had kind of been speculating previously. Yeah, I think so. Like, they just put out... So it sort of leaked, and then they put out a tweet saying coming early 2023. Like, they obviously don't want to put a date on it yet, but you're not going to release this January-February, I don't think. Nah. It's interesting that they've kind of, we spoke before about PlayStation's sort of announcement strategy and, you know, they'll do a blog post. But this was like, I think it was the French Instagram or Twitter account that first posted about it and then it proceeded to make its way kind of worldwide. And also this came out, this news came out on Tuesday, was it Monday? No, Monday. It was Monday prior to obviously Gamescom starting. So it's Mm. like, I think they maybe just didn't want to get this announcement lost in all the Gamescom stuff. So they've kind of jumped ahead of it. But at the same point, like, I don't know, are they going to do, are we going to get any sort of PlayStation showcase at some point later in the year? Like, the rumor is September. Yeah. So it's like, if they're going to do it next month, potentially, why not? I don't know. It's a bit of a, a weird one again. In the way that they've announced it, I just think... The whole Sony yeah. PR team's going to kick up the arse. Yeah. It's been, the whole year has been utterly bizarre. 
the PlayStation Plus, the new PlayStation Plus stuff was a fucking mess from marketing, especially when it's a good fucking service. Yeah. You, should, you should have been screaming about, it about it from yeah. the rooftops instead of just doing nothing. Even here's, when it came here's out. Here's a blog post. I know. Oh, it was fucking <laughs> dreadful. And even this, like, they showed off a controller at Gamescom. Show the controller and show a wee fucking five seconds of the VR and say early 2023. That's much better than a fucking tweet yeah. or an Instagram post. Like, fuck off. Why? Yeah. And, like, I, I totally get what you're saying. Like, oh, they want to get out before Gamescom. Well, don't do it on the week of Gamescom. Yeah. Do it last week yeah. or next week or any fucking other week. Like, I just. I Unless, don't know. like, I don't know, did it leak when it wasn't supposed to and then they thought, oh, just quite, let's get it out? Like, maybe. Or something. Maybe. I don't it know. does seem like maybe the, the French Instagram account couldn't even figure out how to schedule a post. And then they were like, fucked it. Like, it could be something like that, but I don't know. Even that is like. Right, we'll hire folk that do know how to do that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's been too much recently from them that you're just like, get your fucking ducks in a row. Like, they're, a, they're the market leaders. They've got a lot of good stuff to show off. Stop making a fucking dick of promoting it. Mm-hmm. Hire gamers that are passionate about gaming to promote your games. It should be a fucking given. Yeah, I mean, given the ongoing shortages of this that and the next thing when it comes to technology like I, I do wonder how many units like they will be able to produce prior to this launch and I don't know hopefully enough yeah that's the that's the worry will it be PS5 again and that you can't you know you can't get it for love or money I don't think so because I don't think as many people are going to buy this like uh I don't know I think there will be that whole pre-order madness, but people aren't going to buy PSVR in large enough numbers, I don't think. But what you might get, and what you very well could get, is at first a load of scalpers buying them, Mm. thinking another Sony product, here we fucking go, we're going to make a mint off this. So I could see round about launch day couple of weeks after launch it been quite scarce and them appearing on ebay for fucking 200 pound over the market price but then i think they'll quickly go back and they'll have to sell them for roughly cost yeah, and then you will start to get them in the shop but there will there's no way i mean like a lot of scalpers and stuff like that they don't understand gaming necessarily and so they'll just look at previous form and see Right, PlayStation, we made a mint off PlayStation before, so we should again. But I don't think they'll be able to, because I don't think the demand will be there at that level. Especially given the fact that I think this thing's going to be 400 quid. Mm. But we'll be pre-ordering. Yes, we will. I'm aware. Right away. I'm aware. (laughs) I'll be there with bells on. Okay. The troubled PS5 remake of Star Wars Knight's of the Old Republic has been handed to a different developer, according to a reliable Bloomberg journalist, Jason Schreier. The project, which had been introduced at Aspire Media, will now be led by one of Sabre Interactive's Eastern European teams. So what does that mean for the game? 
Well, Aspire Media were not up to it. They'd never made a game on this scale, and by all accounts, they'd made a bit of a dick of it, which resulted in two of the heads of their studio being fucking binned. Uh, we spoke about that a few weeks ago. Mm. Saber Interactive are good. They're good at doing ports. They're good. They've released some decent quality games. I think they're a good studio. Um, obviously, we don't really know. So they've Saber Interactive themselves have got a couple of different studios. And so all it says is one of their Eastern European studios. So I don't know exactly who's going to be making it. But I associate Saber Interactive with quality. And so I think it's a very positive move. Like, there was a lot of talk that this might end up in limbo, this game, and just not end up getting made, but Sabre will get it out the door. Like, it's going to take a while. Like, you're talking 2025, but they will produce a product that is acceptable, I think. And so, it's good news because people were excited about this and it could have easily just ended up in limbo and just never been made. And I don't think that's going to happen now. I think it will be, but it's going to take a lot of time. Okay, wrap up time then. So first up, Kenna Bridge of Spirits is getting a free anniversary update on September 27th featuring new game plus spirit guide, trails, accessibility options and enhanced photo mode and more. We've also got a Days Gone movie apparently in development at Sony Pictures. You can get a free current-gen upgrade for Cloudpunk, which is available now, and players who pre-order Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 will get access to the single-player campaign a week early, you lucky ducks. It's quite a good move, that. There's a lot of people that buy Call of Duty and they don't play the single-player campaign at all. And so doing this will get a lot more people in because you're only going to have access to the single cam- single player campaign for the first week. So it's a good way to get people to actually play it. Yeah. Because usually they're quite fun, to be fair. Yeah, from what I've seen, like, I don't know, I wouldn't normally play a Call of Duty game. I've, you know, I've tried it in the past and stuff, but yeah. I don't know, I'd, uh, something about the, the campaign that we've seen intrigued me and I kind of wanted to play it. Yeah, no, it does look quite good. It looks absolutely beautiful as well. Like, the graphics look insane, mm. so... Yeah, and I'll be checking that out. And yeah, cool about Kenna getting that update. Like, it's not enough to make, I think, anyone go back to it necessarily, unless they had trophies maybe. But, I mean, if you're coming into it off the back of a sale or whatever, then getting a lot of new features is pretty cool. Yeah, I don't think I did platinum that for you, did I? You did not. Mm. Maybe you could do that. Fucking pull your weight, perhaps. I, I feel I should, you know, just remind you that this is an audio podcast and folk can't see the dirty looks that you're giving me. I think it was implied. Right, okay. I think people, if if ever someone could hear a dirty look, <laughs> I think that was it. Okay. Personally. Okay, we shall now move to where you, you are and will always belong, Craig, the bin section. Johnny, did you put out the bin? I did, yeah, I did. Get your little wheelie bin and push all of your rubbish in. You better hurry, don't be late. They'll soon be outside of your gate. Are the bin bin coming? Are the bin bin coming? As the cry of every woman, will the bin bin come today? Spirits are. 
me and Ryan. So and ev- buddies. Every week we gather up your things that have pissed you off, basically, and we will go through the list of nominations that we have, and we will put something in the bin. Yes, a more condensed list. We've we're we're starting to sort of bring it down to four or five items rather than ten, fifteen. Yeah, there's too many grievances. We can't. Yeah, people people are angry. Yeah, <laughs> people are fucked off. Yeah. Maybe we should start. We should start like a positive section as well. Nah. No. Nah. No. I like I like when there's tens- no fun in that. Is I there? like when tensions are high. <laughs> okay. First up, we have Ubisoft nominated off the back of a tweet that they sent out. Um, Sort of announcing battlegrounds. Is it? I, I don't really. Understand. Assassins are coming to the battlegrounds. Yeah. So basically, Assassin's Creed characters, I presume, are appearing in PUBG, which is a battle royale game. Okay. And there was a collective. Not a fan. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Nobody. Can. I don't. PUBG apparently is still played by people. Who knew? But I don't know a single human that actually does still play it. Okay. Like, I know people that play Fortnite. And I know people that used to play PUBG. But I don't know anyone that still plays PUBG. Okay. Or has done for ages. So the fact that the game's still going is fucking phenomenal. One thing that we didn't mention that was announced at opening night live was the collab between many... And Pokemon. Yeah, I was... I don't know what I was doing, but I, there was something going on when this was announced and I didn't sort of... I didn't fully get it. So what is it? Is it just a car that's got some Pokemon styling on it? Or... Um, I did see the car, but is there something built into it that makes it more Pokemon-y? Or is well, it just like they've put a fucking Pokeball on the door the, or something? the sort of entire, entire interior has kind of been taken over by Pokemon. Right. So there's like a, like the OLED display. I think it's sort of like it's Pikachu right. on that and stuff. And I don't know what it says. There's like visual effects like along the dashboard. So... I don't know if you get the lightning bolt and stuff like that. I don't know. Um, it does certainly feel like the type of vehicle that a predator would buy. I mean, it, I I don't know. I'm I'm not hating on this. It does look like a cool mini. I quite like Pokemon parts of it. Part- Enough to have a fucking Pokemon car. I mean, I would have a Pokemon car, yeah. I would. I would feel c- quite cool in it, I think. <laughs> right because my sort of thoughts are that most people that would want a pokemon car are too young to drive by the time they are able to drive they wouldn't want it and so it would be more of a pedophile wagon <laughs> where you would go around and pick up kids and be like would you like to would you like to play pokemon go in my pokemon wagon and then you'd never be seen again and then there'd be a podcast made about it is that what you want in your true, future? Is true, that what you want? The True Poke podcast. I mean... <sighs> how many of these are they making? I don't know. I don't know how limited edition it is. They'll cost an F and fortune. So, Aye. I mean, I've got no hope, basically. Because sometimes they do this sort of stuff and it's like... they like they, You can you can't buy it, but you can win it. And obviously if you then win it and it's the only fucking one, then it would be worth an absolute fortune 
like they've done that with like different Xboxes and stuff like that, where it's like a limited edition. Yeah. But yeah, okay, no, I, I yeah, right, okay, no, I can, I can see it going in the bin. I can see it. What else we got? We've got comedians that are still doing Donald Trump impressions. I mean, I've not, I've not seen a comedian for a wee while. We're going to see a comedian next month. We are going to see Kevin Bridges. I don't think he'll do a Donald Trump impression. Maybe he will. It'd be quite funny if he did. Uh, I I mean, the time's passed for that. I mean, he's about to get done for war crimes or something like that. Like, it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. It was a funny period in time, though. Yes. Like, when he was president. Like, yeah. it did sort of feel like every day he'd get pished and woke up and he decided he was in charge and everyone had to just go, aye, all right, for four years. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but aye, the, the time's passed. If you're a comedian, don't do not do that. Move on. Okay. Another nomination we have is for a man called Andrew Tate. Um, this was by Gaudi. I don't know an awful lot about this character. However, I will insert a clip here of said Andrew Tate. You buy a bottle of water, drink the water and throw the bottle away. Why are you walking around with a bottle? You need your hands free. What if you have to grab a girl's ass or punch a dude in the face? What if you're not combat ready? Walk around with your fucking... It's gay. It's pointless. A little sip here, a little sip there. I don't understand the, the point. Completely objective. That's what life is about. Get rich. Fuck the girl. Fucking take the hill. Conquer the mountain. Completely objective. Yeah, so the guy comes across as a massive bell end. Uh, yeah, largely, yes. Yeah, I don't know. I know he's a kickboxer, and I think he figures himself a bit of a motivational speaker mm-hmm. on the old uh, TikTok and Instagram, but I think he's been banned from both of them for just being a complete knob. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't like him. No, from the little that I've seen, not yeah. a fan. Not a fan. Yeah, I don't like him. So, Monday Night Football saw Man United, surprisingly, after... performance. Yeah. Yeah. They dropped Ronaldo, they dropped Maguire, and they somehow won against Liverpool 2-1. It's almost like if you take the bad eggs at a team that they might actually start trying a bit harder. Uh, Yeah, so... Who knew? Well, yep. So, Klopp, Jürgen Klopp, Liverpool manager has been nominated by Ryan for his inevitable excuse. So I think he actually nominated this before Klopp gave his interview post-match. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Klopp has ever lost a game without having an excuse. Mm, Yeah, Um, probably. Yeah, you get the absolute piss taken out of him a couple of weeks ago for claiming that the pitch at Fulham was too dry, even though there was video footage of them extensively watering the pitch. Uh, He... I believe after the game, his excuse was the amount of players they had out injured. Um, which is, I mean, I saw the list, and they do have a lot of players out injured. Most of them wouldn't have started, but uh, and there was even like a fucking under sixteen player or something like that included that nobody could even figure out who he was. <laughs> so it was, uh, aye, that was. And to be fair, I don't know if that was definitely Klopp that made that excuse though. Like, I. I'm pretty sure he will have come up with some excuse because, like I say, he's never lost a game without an excuse. 
But uh, but yeah, no, that's a solid one as well. I mean, to be honest, he could be nominated just for losing to Man United. That's fucking grim, isn't it? <laughs> it's poor. Yeah. I, I mean, that loss came at the worst time for uh, for him, and the the win came at the worst time for Man United because it's just an absolute invitation for them not to spend much more money, which is not what they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, not a, a nomination as such, but Baz did say that he had one a positive. He had a positive about a night that he was talking about. He said that he finally told an annoying Tinder match to do one. Four months of her pish, and tonight I finally put her in the bin. So, well done. Well done. He's done a shift there. Four months <laughs> with somebody kind of be asked talking to. Fucking hell. Fair play. Yep. And the bin tender. Yes. And Fluffers finally has nominated the re-releasing of movies to one-up each other in revenue, especially when it's a three-hour snorefest like Avatar. So it is back in theatres on September 23rd in 4K. High dynamic range. So go see it if you want to go outside. I didn't even manage to sit through the whole thing in the cinema the first time. No. I left before the end. I've no. never seen the end. I've the never... end might actually be fucking good. Well, I mean, admittedly, I've never seen it myself, but it, it does not appeal to me whatsoever. No. And the Snidey Bams, so they have Disney Plus, they've removed Avatar from their streaming service. <laughs> so ahead, they can re-release it. Ahead of this, yeah, fly. So is the nomination to do with the fact that whatever revenue this makes, they're going to add that to the original revenue to try and make it seem like it did more? Like, do you think they would do that? Or would they get away with that? I don't know. Like, to say, I don't know, I don't know what the current fucking highest grossing film is, but say it's the latest Spider-Man, because if it's not that, it won't be far off. If Avatar, I presume, in 2002, Say 2009, late 2009, I would gather that came out. It must have done pretty well, but obviously things have surpassed it. But if it comes out again and then does well again, do they add them together and go, yeah. now we're the biggest box office movie ever? I mean, I would say that's cheating. I would say it's cheating, but this is Hollywood. Yeah, I'm just looking here, so... With a worldwide box office gross of over 2.8 billion, Avatar is proclaimed to be the highest grossing film. Um, Ever? Yeah. Even the now? Yeah, but then it doesn't take into account, like it only refers to the kind of theatrical revenues and doesn't take into account like home video or TV income. So even today, Avatar is the highest grossing film in a cinema ever. Surely that was at the time. That must have been bust Cordon. wide open by multiple Marvel films by now. According to Wikipedia, I believe so. That's fucking ridiculous if that's true. Mm-hmm. So they're just looking for a wee top up. A wee cheeky top. I fucking I don't I'm not a fan of Avatar. <laughs> there's there's very few films that I've walked out of cinema during. Now granted I was late for my train. But I would probably have stayed otherwise, probably. But it, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And I don't. I don't like what they're doing here. No, it feels nefarious. No, uh, this is. I'm going for this as my vote because it's shit. It's snidey. It is. It's um, a snidey move. It is a snidey move. 
Fuck so, it, yep. Right, nah. Avatar, get in the bin. Yep. <laughs> no more films for you. I know you've made four of them. Cancel them all. You're in the bin. Get fucked. Can we also just get fucked pure dead platinum this week? Because I don't know if anybody cares this week. Well, that's rude. So, there was a bit of a late change with Pure Dead Platinum. Okay. I had intended to cover a game called I'm in Love with Your Dead Grandmother, which is an FMV masterpiece. Looks like it's maybe two... Sorry. Two people have filmed this. I was going to call them actors. Clearly not, right? It's it's abysmal. I've seen the cover art. Yeah, I mean... that. I can judge by that what it what it entails. That moustache has seen things. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um but so I was going to cover that this week, but see because Andy's not here. I don't I don't want him getting away that easy. <laughs> so I'm holding it till next week. Okay. So you're gonna give some good. Well I would I would say so. I would say so. So I had covered a game before called Kruger which was a fun 2D platformer, but it only lasted like five minutes. So this week, last week, they brought out Kruger 2. Oh, okay. Which is a wee 2D platformer that lasts 10 minutes. Oh, longer, good. Yeah. So it's still three levels, but they're a wee bit harder. Takes you a wee bit longer. And it's fun. I really enjoyed it. I don't know. There's something about the art style of it, and some. I don't know. I just. I quite like it. I think it's actually a pretty well made game. And what's your character? You're just like a wee guy that looks a bit like a sort of brunette Johnny Bravo, and he's got a backpack. I think, and you just. I mean, it's, he's made of like seven pixels. Okay. And he <laughs> has to get from left to right. Which is always a plus because there was that one game when it was right to left. Oh yeah, and that was really enough. fucking upsetting. So they've 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 nailed that, you know. Uh, and yeah, it's alright. It's quite fun and it's an easy platinum, so that's quite good. And also there is Kid Ball Adventure, which is a game we were sent. It's uh, by East Asia Soft, and again. It's, I mean, it's an easy platinum, but it's quite fun. There'll be a video of this live by the time this podcast goes live, I assume, if not shortly after, uh, just showing you how to get the platinum. There's 100 levels, but you only have to complete 20, which mm, is quite good. Okay. Uh, along the way, you have to collect so many jewels. Um, I think you can technically collect enough jewels in the first 20 levels. I had to go into level 21 to get the last few. Because you're so shit at games. There was a few that were quite difficult to get to. See, no so Craig that, mode then. To be applied. No, no Craig mode. Mm. I mean, look, it's easy. It's it's not needing a Craig mode, but uh, <laughs> well, the game. Was if you had to get to twenty one. The the game is a two D platformer. You're a ball. Okay. But you're a ball that can't stop bouncing, so it's like a bouncy ball. Like a bouncy is. ball, or is it a bouncy ball? It's two D. It's hard to tell. Okay. But you can't stop bouncing, so you're just moving left and right. So you have to constantly be... It's not that like you can just at any point stand still or you would just keep jumping up and down and there's lots of like spikes and different bits you've got to avoid. So it encourages constant movement. And it's actually quite fun. Like, it's a game where you would maybe consider playing more than the 20 levels required just because it's actually... I mean, it's dead simple, obviously, but it is actually quite fun. I feel like that that phrase, it's actually quite fun, is said a lot in this section. But yeah, (laughs) 
I feel like I have to defend some of these games though, because see, as soon as it costs fucking three ninety nine, you can get a platinum in ten minutes. I thought they were seventy nine pence. I don't know how much that's we got a code for. I don't know how much. I think this one's a fiver, but uh, the Kruger one was like a pound. But um, I feel like I have to defend this section sometimes because as soon as you can get the platinum in five ten minutes, the assumption is it's utter shite, and that's not always the case. Okay. Um, and while this is clearly a game for a platinum, it's it's not bad. It's not bad. I would uh, I would say take a look at the video, and if you're looking for a platinum, you can't go wrong. And you get both the PS4 and PS5 version for the one purchase. Fabulous. I thought so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's hit up our movie section this week. So we watched Top Gun Maverick, which is the newest release or the sequel to Top Gun. more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators Pete Mitchell is back where he belongs pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would crown him what did you think Craig? I thought it was good I liked it so I was tired when we watched this Mm -hmm. and I even shut my eyes on a few occasions but it I could hear it and it just sucked me back in. I was like, I was trying to fall asleep on the couch. But you ended up lasting the whole thing. I couldn't and I watched the whole thing apart from the few odd moments I had my eyes shut, but I was still engaged. Compass mentis. Yes. So that in itself always reveals something for me in that. Yeah, I'm always, if if (laughs) if you're awake at the end of a film, I'm always like, fair fucks. (laughs) This film has done something. Um, yeah, this is where I read it's like the longest period of time between like an original and a sequel. Oh, right, cool. Um, because it was like what late 80s, 88? 87 um, to 2022, so yeah, it was quite the gap. And you kind of touched on the age gap of like some of the characters because mm-hmm. you like weren't really sure I think you looked up like yeah so there's I've seen Top Gun the original maybe two or three times but not in at minimum 20 years like I've not seen it in ages I don't remember a massive amount apart from a few characters names a rough outline of the plot like um, it's a film I quite enjoy but it's not something I would watch on a regular basis it's no Mario right basically. Um, and so, yeah, there was Jennifer Connelly's character who he clearly knew and I was trying to figure out if she was a recurring character. Now, obviously it wasn't her. Like, she would have been 16 at the time when the original film was made, so it wasn't Jennifer Connelly playing the role. Okay. But I was trying to figure out if that was a returning character just played by a different person. Um and yeah, I just there was a few things that didn't really add up. So, like you say, it's like what? How long was it between thirty? So thirty years. Aye, so it was in eighty-seven. But if we are to believe that they knew each other from when the first film was going on 
then that doesn't make any sense either because the daughter, Jennifer Connelly's daughter, knows him. But she's like 15 or something. Well, yeah, but there there is a, a bit and when he goes into the bar and there's a conversation and he's been like, oh, I haven't seen you in like three years. So I think it's meant right, to be yeah, that, you know, he that has bit. visited. So he has been there, but yeah. just not, right. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, so, yeah, like... Obviously, I'm cautious that there might be people who haven't had a chance to watch this. Um, yeah. It is coming to streaming services soon, this yeah. week. This week, I think. Um, so, yeah, I don't want to go to kind of too spoilery, you know, for anyone who's not seen it. But to be honest, it's, it is what you'd expect. It's like he has that- a mission to try and... You know, yes, I don't. Um, I don't think it's really a film you can spoil. To yeah. be honest, like it's a very, it's a very paint by numbers plot. Like mm-hmm. it sort of centers around Tom Cruise, and so the in the first film there was a character Goose, and it's his boy. Yeah, and so and it's, it's about yeah. So Goose, basically, them Goose dies in the first film, and it's like his son. The relationship in this film is, I guess, with. Tom Cruise and Goose's son. Um, yeah, and there's bumps along the way. Yes. Yeah, it's a very it was a paint by numbers plot, but I just think it was executed really well. And normally, just off the back of it having lots of like flying combat, I would be like, "Fuck this noise!" Because I've got no time for that shit. No time for it. But it was done really well, and it was engaging, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like, I I genuinely did. I think this will piss some folk off. (laughs) Especially when it's it's a bold statement to make, especially since I don't really massively remember the first one, but I think it's probably a better film. Mm, Okay. I've not seen, at least I don't think I've seen the first one, so I can't really comment too much you know, from a comparison point of view. Um, but at the kind of insistence of Tom Cruise, like, there's minimal green screen, uh, green screen and, like, CGI aerial shots in the film. And even, like, a lot of the close-up, like, cockpit shots. Cockpit. I struggled to say that there. I don't, mm-hmm. don't know why. Cockpit shots. Cockpit. <laughs> are taken during real, like, in-flight sequences. So, like, the, the cast had to undergo, like, extensive training and like g-force training especially um so that they could like withstand the demands of the flights they were actually having to do yeah and not only that like they actually the the actors that were playing the pilots had to like film themselves all right okay like turn the camera on and off yeah and like touch up their makeup and adjust lighting and I don't know, I guess they're sounding things as well. Like, the director had to basically wait on the fucking runway, um, you know, waiting for the footage to come back and then potentially, after he's seen it, be like, nah, get back up there and do another one. Which is mad. That would be fucking annoying. Um, I mean, like, I think we've kind of, we spoke in last week's episode, I think, and perhaps previously as well, like, we know that Tom Cruise is a bit nuts, so... And I think he had a lot to do with that. Um, and like, he's an experienced pilot. Oh, he's like an accomplished pilot in real life. Yeah, the 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 World War Two P five one. 
looked it up. A right. uh, Mustang in the movie, like so. See the one that they hijack. Yes, that's actually his plane. Oh, really? Yeah. The one that we're talking about. Well, that's a fucking antique. Yeah. Um, right. That is actually his plane. So. Yeah. Yeah, he is nuts in more ways than one. Like, obviously, a complete fucking psychopath with the Scientology stuff, but he's also like just demands to do his own stunts for the most part and like I mean he gets hurt all the time yeah. just because he fucking refuses to just realise that he's a fucking mid fifties dwarf. Yeah. And like see the scene with Ed Harris, so like at the beginning of the movie or I can't actually remember at what point it is. I think it's near the start. Um and Ed had Harris is coming along to the Top Gun bit to be like, nah, you're not testing this out. Mm-hmm. Um and there's the shot where he like goes fucking flying over the top of him, basically as he approaches the like gate. Mm. Do you remember? Um, and do you remember like the like at the barrier, but there's like a little hut to get into the grounds. Yes. So the roof of that kind of like shakes and comes off, and I don't think they intended that to happen, but they only had basically one take to shoot that ah, scene of right. him flying overhead, but he obviously. I don't know. Cut it to a fine. I don't know, yeah. And the the roof of that little, like, pay hut thing, like, came, came off. Flying so, off. yeah. Um, One thing I've got to say, so I thought the cast was pretty good. Like, I know you mentioned Ed Harris, he's not in it that often. But, I mean, when you include someone that was in The Rock, that's <laughs> bonus points right away. Um, but, so Glenn Powell... I don't know if he's been in other stuff that I've seen. I feel like I would remember him. He's the guy that plays Hangman. Yep. The prick. Has there ever been a more punchable face? Yeah. Even it's his, I feel like it's his lip and smiley area that really makes him like... Oh my God. I just... Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Fair fucks to the guy. But every time he was on the screen, I was like, oh, I want to punch you. Like, he just had the most fucking detestable punchable face mm-hmm. like and he to the point where like spoilers i suppose he helps at the end out of nowhere and even at that point i was like oh not you fuck off i'd rather die <laughs> like i don't i don't want you uh, if the day has to be saved it's not gonna be by you yeah yeah the According to Miles T- Taylor, like the cast got to actually choose their own call signs, so um, you know, they all have their little names. Oh, like Omaha, Fritz, Hangman. Yeah, so he chose Rooster because it obviously was like in the same family as Goose, but I just thought that was quite interesting that, I don't know, they had a bit of free reign in that. Yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and Val Kilmer, I think... Th- I can't, was it Castles that told us this when we were watching it? So Val Kilmer, like, is in it, um, but he actually had throat cancer, um, like, I guess, during the filming, and he couldn't talk, so... I, th- I think it was before it was, he had to have something removed, so he actually does now struggle to speak. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was, wasn't, I mean, I suppose he was acting to an extent, but uh, he does struggle, and so that was almost legit. Mm-hmm. That yes. guy's had some work done, by the way. He looked like a fucking ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. It was quite frightening. Yeah, so again, I, I, I can't really 
relate to this because I've not seen it, but the the original film has like quite an intense volleyball game, as I understand. Yes. Um, and so they kind of wanted to recreate that in this film. So there is a shirtless beach football montage um, that that happens, but it actually had to be shot twice because again, Tom Cruise. Um, didn't oh, find what did he, do? he didn't find the first version good enough. So, like the the reshoot, like obviously meant that all the team had to get their bodies like ripped again and like reshoot the scenes. I think they they filmed it the first time and then, like, I think it was Glenn Powell actually had kind of come out and said like we we shot it and then that night they all went out. Um, you know they splurged, they had yeah. beers and all that kind of stuff, and then. Tom Cruise was like, no, we're going to have to shoot it again. So everyone's like, fucking, we need to go back in the gym day and night, like, rip our, you know, get in shape again Aye. for this one scene. Just, like, um, cutting for it. Yeah, and I think, like, that kind of, the, the sequence was kind of used quite heavily to promote the movie after, obviously, the similar and quite iconic scene from the first yeah. film. So well, One thing I did notice in, in that scene, because I was looking for it, because... Like, I feel like, see Tom Cruise, he does not look his age often in his face. Mm-hmm. Some some shots he does, but sometimes he looks a lot younger. And um, so when they were doing that scene, I was looking out for it in terms of, like, his upper body. And they do a really good job of not showing him close up. Mm-hmm. Because he does have, like, he's obviously in good condition, but he's got quite a dad bod now which is fucking fair enough when he's like yeah whatever 50 i mean what age is a guy 55 56 maybe 60 he's fucking 60 right <laughs> so absolutely fair enough but yeah they did with him like make sure it was all wide shots which obviously and i wonder if it, i never knew about this before but i obviously had it down that it was all wide shots and i wonder if in the original there was maybe too much close-up of him because it would have exposed them mm. um because that's what you've got in hollywood just now you've got there doesn't seem to be enough new act new young blockbuster actors coming through you've still got fucking tom cruise getting roles left and right you've still got do you know what i mean all these sort of people yeah. like fucking what age is samuel jackson man he's like 76 year old mm. or something like that and he's still doing action films. Uh, and so, yeah, I wonder if he was maybe a bit self-conscious of that. Like, he's always, you always hear stuff before, like Tom Cruise is very self-conscious about his height. Mm. So, yeah, interesting. But no, I, I liked the film. I, I did, I really liked it. I thought it was good. It was better than I was expecting. Yeah, same. I was expecting, oh, it's going to be too much about planes. I'm not really going to enjoy it. I not a massive Tom Cruise fan, so it's not, you know, and I didn't have the nostalgia for the, the original, so I just kind of, I suppose I went into it thinking, probably going to fall asleep, but actually, yeah. I think that kind of speaks in itself that I didn't, because it it was enjoyable, it was a good action, it, you know, parts of it were predictable, but I think it pulled you in enough to kind of keep, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I was surprised, like I was always going to watch it, just because big new release and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I was no rush by any means. Like, I would probably... Had we not been covering it this week, I don't know that I'd have watched it by now. Like, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, I was pleasantly surprised. It was good. 
uh, Fluffers, bit of feedback. He also said Top Gun was tremendous. Think I've only seen the first film once, maybe twice, so didn't have that nostalgia for the films, but this blew me away. Cruz is mental, but an actual action hero, all the Scotch pies. So yeah, similar, I guess, to what we've said. Yeah. Yeah, he is fucking mental. Yes. Mm-hmm. But good film. Yes. I wonder why it took so long to do a sequel. Mm. Like you're saying it was the longest time between a sequel, but I wonder why. Like, I wonder, I, I presumably Tom Cruise has always been like, nah, don't want to do another one. And he's got to the point now where he's like, if I don't do it now, then I can't. And he's maybe changed his mind. That's a guess on my part. But yeah, I wonder why now. Yeah. But no, true. good stuff. How many pies are you going for? Four. I'm going to go for two. I d- yeah. I did enjoy it, but I don't know. I feel like it's not quite the top notch spot because it's just not my interest, maybe. Yeah, know. that's that. I'm the same. Like, I, I thought it did really well, it over exceeded my expectations, but at the very core of it, it's still a film about fighter pilots. <laughs> and normally that would be a two star mm-hmm. affair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so the. Listener vote was 57% five pies, so overwhelming. Five pies, but the one? Yep. Mm. Uh, 22% for four, 13% three, 5% give it one pie, and 2% give it two. So. Fair enough. All around. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I think we sort of are on the same page, like, as them. I think just most people don't have the anti aircraft agenda that we do. <laughs> sure fabulous yeah okay so next week's movie is going back in time i'm excited about this one right i'm not this could be a fall sleeper don't because... dare it's it's too campy <laughs> batman and robin 1997 yes it's the george clooney batman okay very excited very, very excited. We've got Mr. Freeze, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. And we have Alicia Silverstone is in it. And also, I think Uma Thurman plays Poison Ivy. What's the gaming tie here? Because, you know... There's lots of Batman games. Okay. I was trying to get out of it somehow, but I, I appreciate there is lots of Batman games. <laughs> can't really you can't really walk that one back no i'm i'm excited for this this is a fucking shitter like, yeah i feel like don't be wrong we've watched for the last couple of weeks like quite a few decent films but yeah the the fun is in the shit yeah so. yeah i want i want a few weeks now of of real fucking not just it can't just be that was boring and shit it needs to be gloriously shit okay and this fits the bill i'm excited i'm properly excited for this one yes please do get in touch via twitter or jump in the discord and give us some recommendations as well for future films that you think fit that that bill so shit they're funny and good yes when they're not intended to be like mario you know yeah if you can find more films like mario i'm watching that tonight (laughs) no oh god why did i bring up i'm putting that on let's let's get this wrapped up (laughs) okay pick of the week then one the plumber pick of the week pick of the week pick of the week pick of the week pick of the week
pack of the week. Pack of the week. Yep. So a few good games this week. The aforementioned Saints Row is worth a purchase, I would say. It was almost going to be pick of the week, but I've decided to go with Midnight Fight Express. I do... If there's a sort of tie, I do like to go with a game that is on a service because I'm always concerned about recommending something to people and then they spend money on it and they don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and granted, you would have to do that if you're on PlayStation, Switch or PC, but on Xbox, it is on Game Pass. And it's really good. I just, I don't know. I think it's so impressive that it's made by, for all intents and purposes, one guy. And... Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Everything I've played of it, I've really, really enjoyed. Um, like I say, I'm loving Saints Row, but I get that it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea and some people are going to be disappointed by it. It does feel like a game from the past, so it's maybe a bit of a harder recommendation. And the other game that's going out this week that I would say is worth looking at is The Company Man. We, talk, we spoke about that last week. You yep. completed it on Switch. Yep. And it's now coming to Xbox and PlayStation this week. And it's a good 2D action platformer uh, with some good humour in it and a good delivery. Hard boss fights. Like, it's quite challenging. So that's another one to look out for, I would say. But overall, we'll go with Midnight Fight Express. Okay, thank you very much, Craig. So that is all for this week. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you do, please rate and review. And as always, if you want a bit more, if you want to come chat games, you can join our Discord or you can contact us on Twitter if you wish as well. PureDeadGaming.com is where we post all our written reviews. And ahead of each week's episode, we also put like a preview out. So that's where you can cast your vote on the gaming film and submit any questions or feedback that you have as well. Yes. Until next time. Until next time. Goodbye. Tati bye.